Where did you see this? That's classified. It's what? It's classified. I could tell you, but then I'd have to kill you. You like that? Be the fifth. I won't be unresolved. Knowing it doesn't make it true. That's another way to think about it. Now you're doing a heck of a job. This is the Brian Suits Show. AM, some sunny KTTH. You know, there was a time that we didn't have computers in the studio. Radio is way better now because of that. Um, <clears throat> uh, why do dogs wag their tails? We'll get to that. I know you're all wondering uh, that. And don't, don't, do not use. And and, and by the way, uh, producer, fully functional producer Rob uh, in Fort Greg today, today and Monday. Monday. Um, <clears throat> do not use work computers to check this story. Fake sexually explicit images of Taylor Swift likely generated by artificial intelligence spread rapidly across social media uh, platforms uh, this week. Well, they're not real, okay? And it doesn't take seven to eight minutes to figure that out. It takes about, uh, anyway, let other people figure that out. Uh, and just get used to it because every there's nothing that's good for man that someone doesn't turn to evil like the computer, uh, AI, the wheel, uh, fire. I mean, you name it, right? Um, Twitter, formerly known as Twitter, said it was working to remove the images. Fans of the pop superstar flooded the platform in protest. And here, here's the thing. It's out of the bag. It's done. It is out of the bag. Just like that fake Biden voice uh, commercial and all that, get used to it and 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 be prepared for your own relatives uh, to be faked. And it's already happening now. Where what what was the thing? A, a, a woman got a, a, a call from her granddaughter who said, "I've been I am in Las Vegas. I have been kidnapped. Listen to this man's voice and do what he says." Bye. And then the guy says, uh, yes, we, we have your granddaughter, and we need money. We need it uh, by Venmo, <laughs> you know, or whatever. And the grandma's like, what's Venmo? And uh, But that's amazingly easy to do because in this case, it was um, someone in a bar, oddly, just like where they take your iPhone, um, someone in a bar overhearing uh, a girl talk about her rich grandma, um, recording her, finding out her name, Going on her Instagram and getting her, combining her real voice with clean cuts off of Instagram. Like, oh, everybody, here's a really good hack to turn cauliflower into carb free mashed potatoes. Uh, and you can't even tell it's a different, it's the same taste. Oh, I'm sorry, it's my own uh, hack. But anyway, um, that's all they needed. They needed 20 seconds of that and they got. Uh, a an AI fake so good that the grandma Venmoed like twenty eight thousand bucks or something. So, couple things, couple workarounds that AI can't work around, and that is secret language and secret code words and code phrases and all that. Which, you know, I mean, and let's all just assume that I said it's sad it's come to this, but all right. So there, there you go. But you should have some sort of pro word with your kid so that if that ever happens to you, God forbid, blah, 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 check the box, check the box, check the box, you can say, ask her, where's the banana stand? And if the guy comes back and says, she says Afghanistan banana stand, 
then you know they really have uh, your your kid uh, or or whatever. You know, those are simple workarounds. It's not like you have to unlock the secrets of the CIA or whatever. But uh, so anyway, AI is here, and uh, and you and <clears throat> the other problem is one of the ways that the FBI gets a conviction on pedophiles that possess, uh, a, you know, kitty porn, is that it has to be real, okay? It can't be fake. It can't be bizarre Japanese anime, which is the thing. Um, and part of the problem is that AI can make all of the fake stuff like that that they want. And so on the one hand, no harm, no foul, right? As long as a real human being is not being harmed at the end. On the other hand, y y you're enabling this bizarre behavior, I mean, which would lead me to want to start um, entrapping pedophiles left and right and, and start producing that stuff at Quantico and at the FBI and, and get people to click on it. And then you'd, you'd say, aha, gotcha. But anyway, you know, you can leave out the uh, the aha and it's all because uh, we supposedly are funding a state agency, the uh, Department of uh, Child, Youth, and Families, um, to protect kids. Bottom line, their job is to protect kids, okay? But it's a bureaucracy. And so bureaucracies are run by human beings who become bureaucrats. And bureaucrats are all about pushing policy and mandates and numbers and the whole thing. Blah, 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 dead three-week-old in Port Townsend. And uh, there's a direct line, and it's uh, HB 1227, which was passed in 2022, um, the Keeping Families Together Act. And But you have to be alive to be, be together. I'm, I'm going to say that the uh, the uh, Sanderson family of Port Townsend no longer together. They The two drug addict parents had, had the kid that was positive for fentanyl back in December. Now the kid's dead, and the dad hit it. Has no idea how the kid died because he passed out with the baby in his lap, woke up, baby dead. So he hid the kid. So that family's not together. Um, should it have been? DC, DC, I'm going to say Child Protective Services, CPS, they have a mandate to uh, always take the kid if the, if the situation's unsafe. Okay. Well, I'm going to say two fentanyl addicts as parents is an inherently unsafe act. Uh, the act made several changes to blah, 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 the Juvenile Court Act regarding child dependency cases. The intent of the act was to safely reduce the number of children placed into foster care, specifically uh, minority or slash uh, poor children, reduce racial disproportionality in the child welfare system, and support relatives to take care of children because uh, Representative um, – uh, or Ortiz self uh, was really, really upset that more there was a higher proportion of minority children separated from their parents because there was a higher proportion of minority children found to be living in unsafe uh, households, either drug addiction, weapons, you know, or whatever. And does everybody know that King County, if a law enforcement officer in King County uh, has to finds a child in a diaper walking around Issaquah? Um, and can't and the kid cannot identify where they came from, or some other abusive or potential potentially injurious or lethal uh, situation. They have to take a kid, an African American kid, to a specific. You can't just take him to uh, King County Child Protective Services. They have to take him specifically to a culturally appropriate one. 
I mean, that, that's really at, at, at that stage, that really is a consideration for some reason. But uh, so anyway, what, what did it change? <clears throat> well, D.C., uh, the Department of Children, uh, Youth and Family, DCYF, they have to come up with quarterly data. Um, and they came up with it in January of this month. This is before the dead three-week-old, three who, by the way, again, the backstory here is kid born positive for fentanyl. So they do what's called a hospital hold. Um, and the state tells the parents, you have to be clear. You have to, your analysis clear. So according to the mom, who did not uh, give them a good UA, when she was out of the hospital, her husband, who shared the tent with her in the park in Port Townsend, uh, got someone else's uh, urine for the urinalysis. Uh, how they accepted that, I don't know. I don't know how they administer that, but um, at uh, Uniform Services, uh, where I've been, it's got to be body temperature and someone's got to be present uh, as a witness. So what did uh, the Keeping Families Together Act change? It increased the standard for police and hospitals to take a child into protective custody through law enforcement hold or hospital hold. For instance, um, they they took uh, drug possession or drug addiction uh, off the table. And the result is, you know, fast forward, three-week-old who's dead, uh, dead several days, strapped into a car seat, hidden in a bush in Port Townsend uh, in, in a park. So I was wondering who the, you know, if we could hear from the... Uh, legislator um, Lillian Ortiz self, and uh, she doesn't think anything's wrong. She thinks, hey, no, no harm to file. No, there's no change. The the tightening up the the criteria, which has led to 22 percent of kids. Where is it? What's the percentage? 22 percent fewer removals, and that that's not something I'd be proud of because they do have a criteria, and it's a pretty high bar, believe it or not. It's not possession of a MAGA hat, no matter what you think, to take a kid out of your house. It's a pretty high bar, just that they, they took all several indicators that lead to a dead three-week-old in a park, um, uh, in a car seat in Port Townsend. And uh, anyway, here's a bit of her. Right here. Here's my technical acumen happening. But to say that, that the excuse for not removing a child is that law that never took that responsibility away from them, I think is uh, uh, going way too far. Representative. Uh, by the way, she doesn't understand what she's even saying. Um, the, the criteria, it didn't take the responsibility away. It raised the criteria. And so you, you'll understand my curiosity in regards to talking to her live and have her saying that to me. But to say that, that the excuse for not removing a child is that law that never took that responsibility away from them, I think, is uh, uh, going way too far. It literally is the reason that they used to take kids away from fentanyl addicts. The law literally took that choice off the table. And even the state thinks so. In their quarterly report from January 2024... Quarterly Data Update, Keeping Families Together Act. Uh, we are not removing many children at high risk, and those children are with their families and communities, and they're proud about that. Uh, internal reviews of safe child consultations indicate that we are taking additional steps to prevent removal of a child and to support a safety plan for the family. So they've been told um, not to take kids away from drug addicts, and they are executing. They are executing uh, with enthusiasm. Representative Lillian Ortiz Self is the sponsor of House Bill 1227, a law 
being blamed for a tragedy in Jefferson County. I have a lot of concerns about how the suspect ended up with the child in the first place. And it is my understanding it is due to the passage of HB 1227. In the case- Mine too. I can't wait to talk to him, to the Je- Jeffco uh, DA. <clears throat> um, how did the father come to have possession of the kid? Well, the kid was born. And the state, thanks to Lillian's uh, HB 1227, has to bend over backwards and apparently wait for uh, horns to grow or something to take a child away from a parent, especially a, a child that obviously clearly was had the misfortune of being born to people who have no business having kids. Um, because they turns out I, I looked at mine, looked all over mine, minutes after being born. We did the APGAR, whatever that's called. We did the APGAR test, and she was a 10 of 10 or whatever. But there were no no instructions tattooed to her. I I, I had assumed that kids came uh, born with, with instructions. It's just right there on their back. or, or Dr. Spock? Or, yeah. <laughs> Representative Lillian Ortiz Self is the sponsor of House Bill 1220. And so anyway, um, yeah, if uh, she she says there's no change in the law. Well, yeah, there is. Their responsibility, she's right about this, their responsibility to remove kids from an unsafe house, but you remove an arrow from their quiver and you leave the nerf arrow and you require some like bleeding or something or burns. With his father, despite the father having a criminal history and history of drug abuse issues. According to House Bill 1227, imminent danger needs to be proven to remove a child from a home and drug use is not. Ah, And there you go. Um, So anyway, she's wrong about the effect of her law, and she's hiding from interviews, live interviews, hiding behind a desire to uh, tape it and the whole thing. It's a total fraud. And I mean, I think being there in person is a better... Better option for uh, KTTH's Brian um, on, on on that. But uh, anyway, you should be you're, – you're absolutely correct and proper to be shocked that a three-week-old w- was born with fentanyl in his system and was still given back to the warm embrace of the drug addict dad uh, with 28 failure-to-appear warrants who lived in a tent in a park in Port Townsend. And, you know, of course, not judging – uh, uh, their their uh, destitute lifestyle or, or their enjoyment of the outdoors or whatever. But I'm judging putting a kid back in the hands of a career drug addict, a, career, a, a kid born to a career drug addict being put back in the hands of a career drug addict, and then anybody being surprised that the kid winds up hidden and dead, dead three days in the uh, uh, car seat, uh, hidden in a bush, and so... Anyway, I got I got to say I'm uh, really ready for this week to uh, to wind up, but uh, then you would know it all, wouldn't you? I want it all, and I want it now. Know it all. First thing. First thing. Uh, there. All right. All right. Get it out. Um. Well, uh, Joe Biden can't say words, and he can't read teleprompters, so that's a big shocker. Um, this is from, I didn't get, he was at Milwaukee. There was a bridge that apparently without help is going to fall down. Okay. Well, that's like a minimal function of government infrastructure, uh, day-to-day businesses. Don't let the bridge fall down. You put the bridge up, don't let it fall down. But anyway, he was there. Um, and it, wherever it was, it was on the, on one of the great lakes, which I thought Milwaukee is on like Lake Michigan or something, isn't it? Isn't it huge? I believe it's. And they make beer. So anyway, he was <laughs> sure. he, he was at a brewery, 
And uh, when, when he walked off, he, he did a fake comedy, listen to the beer keg. He put his ear up against a beer keg, and everyone went, ah, <laughs> what are you, Laurel and Hardy? And he was, and uh, whatever. And then he had to explain the Laurel, Laurel and Hardy reference. But anyway, um, here's some Joe Biden teleprompter reading. And again, the password is predecessor. My professor, uh, well, I won't get into my professor. <laughs> but look, my predecessor, though. There you go. And then he goes on. Um, and he said that it's uh, infrastructure year. It's going to be infrastructure decade because he's going to be reelected, re and then Kamala Harris will be president, and then we'll all be California. He talked about infrastructure every week when, for four years. He's going to increase the infra infrastructure week. Well, <laughs> we have infrastructure, infrastructure year. He didn't get on my watch instead of infrastructure week. America's having an infrastructure decade. Yeah. Well taken, Concord. And um, uh, no, thanks. So, and so you you understand there's been a shift uh, in in uh, Graham Potus. He's running against Trump, and Trump is running against him. Uh, Nikki Haley continues on because she's being told to stay in, stay in, stay in, and all the Republicans. We'll do a 180 when bad orange man is convicted of a thing uh, somewhere uh, or somebody. And, and I mean, sorry, but if you haven't seen how donations are driven and popularity is driven, the more he's charged, then you're dreaming. If you think suddenly Republicans are going to go, well, I don't know if I could vote for a felon. I know what they poll. I know what they say about 30, Fox News even reported this. 35 percent of people in New, of Republicans in New Hampshire so they couldn't vote for Trump if he was a felon. Well, you sure you can't. Fill in the bubble. There you go. And you, you watch. They'll, they'll say to a to a human being, oh, no, I couldn't do that. Felons are bad. But when they get the ballot in the mail, they will fill in the bubble. So that you're really dreaming if, if you're thinking that that is the um, – that's the dividing line uh, on that – Thing okay. Here's your choice. You 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 get to drive the game. Uh, fill in producer Rob. It should think do think to be white. Why do dogs wag their tails? Or mm -hmm. Gavin Newsom wants the world to be California. Doggies, buddy. All right. Think two. Second thing. <clears throat> Why do dogs wag their tails? Uh, researcher Taylor Hirsch was watching a YouTube video of woofs a few years ago. Woof woof. Uh, when the animal researcher noticed something curious. The wolves hardly wag their tails. All right, so I put it to you, producer Rob. <clears throat> um, let me get the suspense music uh, ready. Or also, why do dogs wag their tails? Because they're happy. That's what I thought too. I thought I was doing pretty good. <laughs> you know, turns out I suck. You suck. We all, all of us who think that dogs wag their tails because they're happy, uh, just suck. Um, yeah, the dogs are thinking, God, you suck. But if I wag my tail, you won't hit me. Why do dogs wag their tails? Uh, researchers asked. The researchers released their findings last week. Humans likely altered dogs' tail wagging without realizing it. This is in, of course, uh, your February Biology Letters Journal. It's on page 18. The findings could flip the long-held belief that dogs are wagging their tails because they love us. Instead... Taylor Hirsch uh, and her colleagues suggest that dog tail wags made people happy, so humans tended to select for that trait 
when welcoming dog ancestors into their lives and breeding the animal some 40,000 years ago. Tail, for you see, tail wagging is rhythmic, and previous studies have found that rhythms, uh, everything from music to the sound of pounding horse hooves, trigger human brain activity that helps make people feel joyful. Well, I mean, we all like, I mean, that explains music, right? We like music. Sounds like grasping at straws, but too. It, it, it's, uh, it explains Motown. Uh, humans even subconsciously might have enjoyed the rhythm of dogs wagging their tails, say researchers, quote, they look almost like a metronome. Tick, 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 tick. Hirsch, uh, who was a researcher at the Max Planck Institute in the Netherlands, told the Washington Post. But uh, I don't know. I think go back 40,000 years. And <clears throat> are you really releasing endorphins because of a dog's rhythm? Or is it because Og is knocking a, a stick on a log? Really? I, I don't know. But have you seen that Chewy commercial where the dog is sitting up on the couch? And he says, my, my tail goes crazy. When those boxes haven't come seen in. that one. That's so funny. That's exactly like, like my dogs. I, I think it is a, an obvious, because they use that tail for several signals. Um, they use it to uh, signify compliance. When a dog puts the tail between the legs, it's not wagging. It means it's not happy. When a dog is on guard, it's, it's what? Tails up. You know, like Muhammad Ali was tails up in the second round. Um, you know, tails up means you miss nothing. Your ears are up and the whole thing. And I, I, you know what? This is one of these times when I, I just have to say, <laughs> science is full of crap. Um, so anyway, uh, back in a second, AM 770 KTTH. I'm not a motivational speaker, but man, they are lucky I wasn't asked to take the mic there at Renton uh, yesterday as Boeing, Boeing had a powwow. They had a uh, all-hands-on-deck uh, powwow, and I got to say this. here: The first thing I've heard done right by Boeing from this so far is as you exit the facility, don't talk to the pretty lady with the camera um, out there. Um. Let's keep this in, in the family. Uh, and that's where, you know, I, I'm assuming that uh, it is in the family. You know, this isn't, this isn't Fred's machine shop. This is Boeing. 27% of Alaska's fleet has been on fleet on the ground. That's a real hit not only to the company, but also to suppliers. They shouldn't have to go through that. This is Boeing. This is not Fred's machine shop. And uh, the spokesperson for Fred's machine shop said, I take umbrage of that characterization. Uh, we haven't risked the lives of 173 people, especially the guy in 34A, and, and you're lucky there wasn't one. Well, Alaska, you know what Alaska's motivational message is? Enough of this crap. We won $150 million in losses because of you. Because if you tried to fly Alaska lately, there's all it's a nightmare. It's like, remember that thing last year when Southwest just went supernova for like a week? Yeah, and then their stock price, uh, did, you know, did did the did my hilarious crash and burn, uh, crash and burn uh, sound effect? Uh, this thing <laughs> that was Southwest <laughs> a year ago, right? Okay, well, uh, so let's check in again with the Alaska stock. Now, when you when you checked it, it was before the market opened. It was thirty seven bucks a share, something like that. You want me to check again? Yeah, well, well, if you do, I could use maybe I can use this again. I don't know. 
It is $37.15 at this second. Uh, so that's down a little bit, right? Like eight cents? Uh, yeah. Oh, open was 30. Actually, go. it's up two cents from oh, open. Oh, cr- I don't have that sound effect. Well, anyway, um, <clears throat> point is, uh, nothing Alaska does turns me off to fly Alaska. Uh, stuff United does is the reason I'm not going to fly United. Okay, so what is it? What 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 is the reason I'm not like flying to Sacramento this weekend? Well, Sacramento sucks. Uh, th- there's that. Uh, but thing two, because the delays. So Alaska is saying, where where my money at? Alaska executive said yesterday they will push Boeing to improve its quality QC after a door size fuselage panel. They also expect Boeing to reimburse at least 150 million in losses incurred from the grounding of its 737 Max 9 fleet. Um, the CEO, uh, Ben Minicucci, said it's not acceptable what happened. We're going to hold them accountable, and we're going to raise the bar on quality on, on Boeing. And, and, I mean, or you're going to take your money elsewhere. Like United said they would two days ago. We're going to look at other options. Well, uh, the other options are uh, toilets in French. Okay? <laughs> There's a, there is another option. And so um, uh, Alaska understands how the game works, and I, I, would, I would hope now that uh, – uh, uh, Boeing does as well, but all of you probably had hashed this out yesterday in your past the mic session uh, in in Renton, um, and I didn't know this, but there there is currently a safety exemption for a known flaw. On the smallest seven thirty seven is the Max Seven that doesn't get any any love. Southwest is real big on the Max Seven. Well, the Max Seven has a de-icing system in its engines. That if it runs for five minutes without ice actually hitting uh, the engine to sell the 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 leading edge of the of the uh, of the engine, uh, it can it can build up so much heat that it begins to quote uh, shed bits of what, what's the, what's the phrase? It's um da, 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 it's uh, potentially catastrophic flaw. Boeing argues that such a deadly failure is extremely improbable. That a warning to pilots to turn off the system, or else uh, it will shed uh, bits of engine, bits of the uh, nacelle, and I'm not, that I'm not flying anymore. Yeah, man. that's. I don't want to hear that phrase. But okay, ladies and gentlemen, we warn you, we might shed some nacelle. Not to worry, the plane can still fly and all that. And so they've been flying with an exemption on that. And uh, several U.S. senators, including one from this state, uh, think it shouldn't fly with that. Um, and then it identifies one as a pilot, and I guess technically that's true, but Tammy Duckworth flew helicopters, okay, so there's that. Uh, political pressure mounting on the Federal Aviation Administration amid a new, uh, newly tense uh, emotional debate surrounding uh, Boeing's adherence. Uh, Maria Cantwell came out yesterday against granting the exception for this known flaw that Boeing's workaround is to, like, you know, tell the pilots and junk and let them do pilot crap. And by the way... Can anyone envision Henry Jackson or Warren Magnuson ever raising their hand saying, um, Mr. Speaker, Mr. President of the Senate, uh, or chair, chairwoman, will the gentle chairwoman uh, recognize the senator from Boeing, I mean Washington? Uh, I say can, let this uh, exemption continue. I mean, what the, who the hell do you think sent you there? Real networks? Slade Gorton. I know, my God. Um, so anyway, there's an exemption of the NTI system, and uh, it, it fails, uh, some say, and certain safety standards if it uh, that it fails to meet. Well, my, you know what? 
here's your pilot workaround. Don't fly through rice, okay? There's, there's that. That's, so anyway, what about the Renton meeting? What about the confab? Well, I got news for you, Boeing. Lots of people emailed uh, KTTH's Brian. Uh, but I sent uh, my good friend Hannah Knowles uh, out there <clears throat> from uh, Channel 4 uh, to get some cameras and some faces. And let's see how she did. And by the way, uh, you know, uh, housekeeping, she called me Preston just because it's like a pet name. Yeah, Preston, we can see some flights there behind us. And despite this stand down impacting 10,000 local Renton employees here at Boeing, uh, we weren't able to get any employees to talk to us tonight about what happened behind closed doors. We're trying to talk to Boeing employees about the trainings today. Does anybody want to talk to us? We're trying to talk to Boeing employees about the stand down. No, Boeing employees. So they, they all, uh, by the way. She's, I got to say, in, in, in the list of smoke shows in local news uh, that are not named, uh, uh, anyway, she, she's one of them. So she, she is what, uh, uh, Denise Walker or whatever at Channel 4. She's one of them. She's, she's the new hotness. You would send her down there to talk to the, you know, the engineers and stuff as they're leaving. Or as she said, the tr can I talk to you about the trainings? Um, uh, and, and one of them is going to stop thinking, I got a shot here. We weren't able to get any employees to talk to us tonight about what happened behind closed doors. We're trying to talk to Boeing employees about the trainings today. Does anybody want to talk to us? We're trying to talk to Boeing employees about the stand down. About the PowerPointings? Boeing employees not saying much after thousands. Because they've been instructed not to because that's how it works. And they all know if they're like suddenly full face on Channel 4 just because they want to get uh, Hannah Knoll's number. Um, or something. They're gonna they're gonna be turf today. Today, yeah, you're gonna want to pop into HR before you get down on the production room floor. We're told to stop. So Boeing did release what you're supposed to hear. So what are you supposed to hear on this? Well, you know, fill in the blank. If you've ever been to a big team team building group meeting, then get ready to unlock your inner winner. We'll be right back after this with some shocking news about the Alaska Airlines the stock price. Um, and I have some shocking news about the Boeing stock price uh, as well. Uh, AM770 KTTH. Disclaimer is that uh, I am aware that Alaska does not operate any aircraft with a afterburner, but we're looking for uh, zooming sounds, and then uh, fully functional film producer Rob uh, breaks the news to me. And what's the news again, fully functional producer Rob? Boeing is up one and a half percent. That's a lot. And uh, so anyway, and, and you know why? Because all the commercial aircraft, like, are take all, all the video is taken from inside the soundproof fuselage of, like, an Emirates A380 or something. So anyway, here's the, here's, uh, oh, wait, wait, that was the Alaska stock price or the Boeing stock price? Boeing. Boeing. Really? Well, they're, they're okay then. This is because smart investors know that Boeing ain't going away. That that Boeing is in Fred's machine shop. If, if you're unaware of that, um, and there's so many counter arguments to that. This is Boeing. This is not Fred's machine shop. And and so, 
in if they only did government contracts, that would be a uh, a, a good start. Well, guess what? They ain't going away because it's not like the United States uh, is going to start outsourcing, uh, you know, F thirty five maintenance to Airbus or, or something. But uh, anyway, so I want to say that Boeing was is a also, Lockheed plane anyway. So yeah, I want to say it's like eight percent of the Dow too. It's a ton. Yeah, a lot. And so you know, and, and and that's part of the deal is that in America, we do have competitive. Uh, uh, Aircraft company, Lockheed Martin, used to be Martin, used to be Lockheed, now it's Lockheed Martin. Uh, you got Grumman, which effectively Northrop Grumman, which used to be Northrop, used to be Grumman, um, and all that. Grumman uh, of F-14 fame, as seen here. Um, and, but when it comes to commercial people trying to make it go at commercial aviation, it's such a contract deal. You know, no, no one survives... If United cancels a bunch of orders for 737 MAX 9, you know what you're not going to hear? You're not going to hear that. So so they, they – but then again, where's United going to go? China. You can't get Americans to fly a Chinese plane. Besides the fact – besides that they've stolen all the technology from uh, Boeing, that was what – that's the deal with the Chinese devil that uh, Boeing made for cheap sub-assemblies in China is the Chinese said, if you don't mind – we're going to copy absolutely everything until our own domestic aviation industry uh, is viable. And they're uh, still not going to fly their plane. So you, you would rather go and uh, fly one of Fred's machine shop's plane. This is Boeing. This is not Fred's machine shop. There really was Fred's machine shop. Fred would not let a faulty product leave the shop or else he would be out of business the next client. Because there wouldn't be a next client. So... Um, so there, there is that. Uh, I'll, I'll say as I stand up for small business on that one. I, there was a, I had a friend, and I'll check if he's still in business in, in Monroe, but I, there was a machinist I used to go to, and the, the guy was a wizard. And he didn't le let anything leave his shop because his name, and his name weren't, weren't Fred, his name was on the shop. And then the, the state harassed him about stuff, but, uh, Anyway, call call me Preston again and yeah, Preston. We okay, I dump you. Well, what does Boeing want you to hear? Okay, obviously the workers know. Don't talk to blonde lady with cameras. Rightly so. This is the global company. So here's a little bit of what Boeing released, um, and it's a, it's boilerplate. Company are under a tremendous amount of scrutiny, and what I will say is rightly so. This is the global company, and their rent-in workers have become the federal focus of the investigation. No, it wasn't live broadcast, obviously. The January 5th scare in the air. The fact was we had airplanes coming off the line, going to airlines with things not screwed on properly. We weren't allowed in. Thank you. By the way, that was air industry expert. Inside the manufacturing facility during the faculty-wide stand-down, but Boeing did send us video and interviews from behind the scenes. And for the same reason, your family arguments at Thanksgiving and Christmas Eve are not live telecast or, or, or Zoomed. Uh, Boeing did not have a live broadcast of this stuff. And as they had people pass the mic around, and I said, this is not Fred's machine shop. This is Boeing. The most powerful tool we have is our people. The FAA is also telling... Who has not heard that? Is is that the most generic corporate thing ever? Everyone, look, look to your left. But you're right. That's our secret weapon. 
It's people. Or did you skip that meeting? <laughs> I'm mocking my own company. I'm sorry. No one, no one ever said that in this building, but I have heard it. Stuff like that. Have is our people. The FAA is also telling Boeing it can't expand on production of the MAX jets beyond what is already being built. A blow to customers and other airlines, including Seattle-based Alaska Airlines, whose CEO says the grounding of all jets will reduce full-year profit by $150 million. 27% of Alaska's fleet has been on the ground. That's a real hit not only to the company, but also to suppliers. They well, evidently they've noticed, uh, by the way, 150 million is the, the number for 27% of the uh, the fleet. <clears throat> but uh, ever since this um, entire drama, uh, the, the one thing I regret is um, BBC was doing, you know, the, the reporter here in the United States is in D.C. And BBC, and they're doing what's called a tosh, where the reporter says, and so... Uh, Boeing executives will be before before congressional committees all week long. Back to you in London. And meanwhile, in the background, there's all this B-roll, as they call it, of 737s on the ground taxiing around SeaTac. And the anchor said, that old man looks a bit angry on the tail of the plane. They, they didn't know what the reference was to the sourdough, to the gold miner uh, who is the bitter old man on the tail of the Alaska planes. If you don't know it, you don't know it. Now, I mean, in 10 seconds, you can discover it on the Google machine, which hasn't hit Britain yet. But it was just, it was such a uh, out-of-place toss when he said, well, that's a, that's a bitter old man on the tail of the plane. And the reporter was like, yes, it, he would appear to be so. Yes, quite bitter, yes. Well, he had a door plug fly off of his buttocks or whatever i don't know so uh but i didn't record it so i'm just giving you my my best impression um here is an impression of a guy who thinks that what's working what's happening in california um would work uh, in the rest of the country our, our message is working our values are american they're universal values our policies republicans begrudgingly celebrate and accept i heard the governor here in his state of the state last night and he talked about these new EV investments in, in his state. Really, Mr. Governor, that tried to oppose that and is sitting there with Trump? They can't even help themselves, but they're beneficiaries of all this. Yes, you're correct. That is a hairdo McGun grab, the governor of California, who thinks that things are going to swimming in California. Um, and and besides uh, Odin finally striking down the L.A. Times and having him lay off 390 uh, Newsom voters uh, slash journalists, he thinks things are going great. Um, they did a survey of the charging stations throughout his EV state. Like, one-third of them are down. At any one time in the entire state, there's already too many. There's not enough capacity for them. But even if they worked, one-third of, one of them have been vandalized or they just don't work or whatever. So that's why there's always lines. And, boy, the bloom is off the EV rose now that more and more people uh, who are allowed to express themselves freely uh, are, are reviewing them. The absolute bloom is off that rose. The the first um first chink in the armor that I saw is that racist? I don't think so. First dent in the armor I saw. Does dent <laughs> is dent a pejorative for like the Irish or something? <laughs> okay, you dense slick hit send. Um, but the first dent in the armor was this popular mechanic, or I mean, car and driver ex expose. Basically, that there was a guy. I was a reviewer 
who who bought out of pocket uh, the Ford whatever electric Raptor strawberry funk machine whatever. So he has a he's he's L.A. based. The company had its own test EV vehicle, and rumors have been coming out. But he liked the way it looked. He got it, and he wanted to save the polar bears and hold the anchovies and the whole thing. And he had a family emergency up in Sacramento. And he, so he, he said to his wife, okay, if we leave by one at the sweet spot at 65 miles an hour, we'll only have to recharge once on the way to Sacramento. We should be there no later than six. So what, four charges and a hotel later, they got to Sacramento for a family emergency the next morning, like at 9 a.m. So, you know, the, the correct answer is more than 12 hours to go 400 miles. And more and more people are coming out and looking downward and going, yeah, I just bought it for the virtue signaling. And which absolutely dovetails with a friend of mine who sheepishly admitted to me, I'm, I'm, I'm at his house and he had more people coming over for, for dinner. We had to do a beverage run for the adults. So we're going to run down to the Gelson's or the BevMo or something. And he has a car that he takes everywhere, but he eschews those keys and he goes for the Prius. Because from the other room, his wife says, take the Prius. If you're going to Gelson's, take the Prius because she can't have him seen pulling in with an Aston Martin at, at the at the Gelson's because it, it sucks gas. Like eight miles per gallon. He has to go there in the Prius. That's the only reason they had the Prius was for public appearance, to get out of it at public appearances where someone might know them. And and he admitted, oh, that's when we got this. But anyway, uh, back, uh, final hour of the, of the week. It'll be a big one next hour. AM 770 KTTH.